So this week I had the pleasure of interviewing State Farm Agency owner, Mrs. Kimberly Parks. Um, In this episode, you'll hear about what got her started on her path to insurance agency ownership, the income of both her associates and herself as an agency owner, and the ins and outs of running a six-figure business. So I figured that a good way to start these episodes would be with something that I'm calling rapid fire questions, which is just a set of questions that um, I will ask each one of our guests to answer that will allow you as listeners to quickly gauge if this is a career that you would be interested in pursuing. Um, You know, obviously you're the only one who knows the deal breakers for what would and would not work for your lifestyle. So for some people, Income could be a deal breaker for others. Flexibility could be a deal breaker. And for others, it may be something as simple as travel or how long it takes to get started. And so these rapid fire questions will give you the opportunity to quickly hear exactly what this um, career is all about and make a decision as to if you do or don't want to listen in to the episode. So with that said, here's our first set of rapid fire questions. Kim has been in this field for about 14 years. The average starting salary for a state farm agency owner taking over an existing agency is about $150,000 to $250,000 minus expenses, but the earning potential here is unlimited. To be an agency owner, there are startup costs associated, but don't let that make you run because State Farm actually offers a signing bonus to their agency owners that can be used towards getting started. This career does not require much travel. Certifications take about two weeks or 80 hours, and the technical knowledge required is average. Best of all, Kim loves her career. So there you have it. That's a quick overview of agency ownership. If you'd like to hear more about what it would take for you to pursue this as a career, please stick around and listen in to this amazing episode. All right, so I'd like to welcome our guest, Mrs. Kimberly Parks, to trade school. So you are an, an agency owner at Kimberly Parks State Farm, right? Yes, um, I am. And that's and that's in Tucker, Georgia. I I know obviously because I am one of your customers, right? About about your agency, yes. but what I don't know is really your journey, right? So I I wanted to kind of start there. How long have you been doing this? So what kind of catches your eye about insurance, and then where you are um, today? Whoa, so loaded questions. So I hope you're ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) My degree is in um, broadcast journalism, which is crazy because I thought I was going to be the next, you know, big news anchor here in Atlanta. And I did a little, um, a little bit, I I tapped my toe in that for a little while with uh, news and sports with uh, CBS radio, also known as V103 here in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and the Weather Channel. and, and, And so I was on the right path for it. And then, um, I met a state farm agent, right? And it just, it totally changed my life. And it was not something that I expected. It was nothing that I I thought I would do. Um, You know, I put my resume out there. I kind of just wanted to, you know, uh, do a little bit of interviewing just to keep my skills fresh. And when I found out about her, um, she wanted to interview me. She, she, her office was clear across town. Um, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to want to do that, but I'm going to go to the interview just to entertain her. Right. I'm thinking I'm doing her a favor. Like right. I'll just go out there and see what happens. <laughs> and I, I really 
enjoyed our conversation. I got to know her a little bit more. Um, and it was really intriguing to me just to hear about how, um, you know, uh, salary plus commission works and all of these great things. And I said, you know what, well, I'll do both for a little while. So I did, um, I was working in insurance. This was back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I was cutting cross town to go downtown to get to the radio station to do my slots at night. And it was a lot. And I had to make a decision on, I was getting so overwhelmed. I had to make a decision on where I felt like it was a better fit. And I really started to like the insurance thing. I was like, man, this thing is actually is working out pretty good. And I've worked in her office for about three years. Yep. Um, so I worked for her as a sales um, on her sales and marketing team. So I considered myself a producer and I was responsible for pretty much growing the business. So, you know, writing new auto policies, new homeowners policies, new life policies, things of that sort. And we did so well in her office um, that we started to get a little bit of recognition. And so with that recognition, it was, hey, what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. Um, and, as, and, and as awesome as she was, she had no problem with saying, hey, you guys may want to check out um, this, this, this girl in my office, this new girl I got. She was actually pretty going good at this, right? And so, and, and I never considered myself good at sales, actually. I'm just, I talk a lot, right? <laughs> and the gift of gab is a real gift. That's a real it thing. It is. And when you believe in something, right? Because with insurance, I'm not selling you something that you don't need, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like trying to sell somebody a uh, uh, Lexus when they want a Camry or <laughs> trying to sell somebody a Mercedes when they want a kid. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, I'm trying to convince you to buy a new car or why you should get something that you don't necessarily don't need. But we're protecting people. We're protecting their lives through the gift of gab and the gifts that God have given me. I'm really good at simplifying things, especially things like life insurance, things like that. So I got really, really good at that. And I did that for three years. And then State Farm Corporate came tapping on my shoulder. I got promoted to corporate and I worked Mm -hmm. as a trainer. So they picked me up, moved me to uh, Pensacola, Florida. (laughs) And it was was a little bit different for me, right? (laughs) Rural rural beach town. Um, I worked in the field Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I was responsible for going out and helping the teams. And we did so well in that territory. Um, they were like, oh my goodness, now what's happening in this territory, right? right? And so everywhere you go, it's like gold, right? (laughs) That is good, right? You give all of the credit for it. And (laughs) so it was just, it was just really tapping into what was important to them. And because I had sat in their seat, it was easier for me. I did that about three years and it was, um, it was amazing. And then I kept hearing it over and over again, even from my original agent who I started with, Hey, have you ever thought about having your own agency? Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? And at that time, um, they didn't really look like me, to be honest with you. It wasn't what I was used to seeing right Mm -hmm. in the insurance world. And so, um, I was just like, uh, you know, that sounds it sounded so out of reach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nicole, it just sounded like being an entrepreneur or have, being a small business owner sounded so big then. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh my goodness, um, this just doesn't sound like something that um, I would be. Um, at that point, I think I was 30, 31 yeah. when they started, the buzz started happening. And it was like, man, um, you really should consider this. You're really good at this, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom always told me that people aren't going to tell you the same lie over and over again. <laughs> if the teachers say you talk too much, girl, you talk too much, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's so true. I- and, and really, when you think about it, just 
the limitations that we tend to put on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So other people can tell you, you know, they see uh, your shining light, right? And you're just Mm -hmm. like, but I'm just being Mm -hmm. me. You know, you just, Mm -hmm. you just see yourself as yourself. And so you cannot always identify your talents and what you're good at, but you really do have to trust the people around you, especially the people that you trust, right? Uh Um, Uh They're leading you down the right path. And so it sounds like you had the right people in your life to, you know, kind of encourage you to, to live in your truth, right? And that's a big deal because having those good people, I had good people around me to help me get here. They did. They helped encourage me, support me, motivate me to live in that truth. And once I got the tap on the shoulder, it was like, okay, I'm just going to put my name in the hat for this and just see what happens. And yeah. Things are of God. I really just think that they start to flow and quickly things started to happen so quickly. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, um, we're, we're considering you for an opportunity. There's an agent that's retiring um, back in Atlanta, which was my hometown, right? Right. <laughs> You're I mean, like, it was aligning like crazy. It was like, yeah. there's an agent that's retiring. Um, we'd love for you to, to interview for the spot. And, you know, you have to put a business plan together and you got to be able to... Um, I started to talk to a lot of agents to kind of get, pick their brains about it. And I just, I said, okay, let's go. Right. I'd never done a business plan before, but I just, I, you know, Google is life. So you just Google, what does a true business plan look like? Right. Right, right. And it's just basically about how you plan to market the area and how you plan to set yourself up for success. And that's what I did. And I interviewed for the spot early that morning. I think I was their first interview and um, by two o'clock that day, they were calling me back saying, you're it. We want oh, wow. you to, we've selected you, which was unheard of then because it usually would take a couple days to, yeah. to get an answer. But um, it was amazing. I remember I was getting pizza with my family because I was in town <laughs> and I got that call and I just lost it. So yeah, here we that- are. That's one of those moments that like you are anticipating and you want to happen, but almost when they say it, it's terrifying. Like you're like, oh God, uh-huh. <laughs> like, Your entire I life really wanted changed. this, right? I wanted this, but this is also <laughs> the most terrifying moment of my life. Yes. So yeah, yes. I, I can, I can only imagine. So, mm-hmm. but I do have two follow-up questions. So when you sure. say that, you know, they reached out to you um, because that, you know, obviously they, they were able to identify that you had talent in this area. Mm-hmm. If someone say that I decided I want to see my name on a billboard as Nicole mm-hmm. Wright State Farm, <laughs> Let's do it. I, see I mean, it. would the like do, do you have to be nominated, or is this something no. that you can just come in and say, "Hey, this is something that I'm interested in," and then they'll take you Absolutely. down a different career path? So talk to yes. me about that a little bit. Everybody's story is never going to be the same, but I've also. <laughs> right. Um, I have some peers of mine who are also State Farm agent owners who um, come from external. We have State Farm recruiters. There's also, you can work in a State Farm agent's office, just like I did. If Nicole said today, you know what? I think I want to own a State Farm agency. There are a couple of different paths you could take. You could start in an agent's office like mine, um, kind of get your feet wet, kind of learn it a little bit. And then I can put you into, I can help get you ready and put you into a pool where when opportunities become available, you're already there, you're mm-hmm. in the pool, or you don't have to wait for an opportunity to become available. There are also scratch agencies. And we can talk about that later if you'd like, but those are ground, you build those from the ground up. You start with zero customers and you got to build those up. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could just, say, 
you know what? I don't want to work in a state farm agent's office. I want to just go through the recruiter and you just reach out to a recruiter. Um, they're all over. You could just um, Google like state farm careers and look into agency and go ahead and start putting your name in the hat. You, maybe say you're, um, you're external and you have an amazing um, resume or you feel like you're really good at you know, um, sales and service and you have, you know, you have some business savvy about yourself. Um, you can absolutely put your, it's almost like entering the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, so it sounds like to me, um, you know, if I wanted to pursue this career, right. Mm -hmm. And if, I mean, and I'm, I'm thinking of it from, from two different viewpoints, right. So if I'm a high school student, then maybe my mm -hmm. best path is kind of to go through, you know, work my way up. Right. So start with a start in an agency and start to kind of work mm -hmm. my way through that and, and learn the ins and outs and potentially be nominated because obviously if you're coming in, you know, without the background experience of just workforce mm -hmm. experience, right. Um, mm -hmm. I could imagine, although, right, you can, like you say, go through a recruiter, um, that's going to be a much more difficult path because you're trying to prove something that you don't have any data to correct. support. <laughs> right? You're absolutely like, correct. You yeah. got to come heavy hitting. You got to already come. Hey, um, I had a friend who was a um, general manager at T-Mobile and he talked about how he oversaw all of these different stores. And so, yes, you got to already come with some something, mm -hmm. you know, here's my, my portfolio. This right. is what I bring to the table. For sure. You really had a, a, a great advantage in the sense that you kind of walked into customers, right? So you had somebody who was retiring, you were able to step into his role that could go either way, right? On one hand, yes. you could walk into that situation and it's like, everyone's like, oh, great. You know, we're just making payments every month. It doesn't matter to me what name is on the billboard. And then mm -hmm. on the other hand, you have people who are like, no, I've been with Chuck for the past 42 years. Happens. Who are you? <laughs> Happens all the time. Right. And you know what's so funny is when they say that, right? Because you got to get in front of it early. And when they say, oh well uh, I want to transfer my policies to Joe Blow down the street because I was with Chuck for 50 years and I don't know you mm -hmm. so transfer my policies you know what my response is Nicole what's that do you know Joe Blow down the street <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. Well, welcome to the Kimberly Parks Agency. We're right. so happy to have you. <laughs> Perfect. It, it actually, it like stops them in their tracks. They're like, shoot, she's got me. Right. <laughs> like, what, what, what rebuttal can I possibly give to that? What right? do you say, right? Get comfortable yep. here and let's just see how it goes. And yep. one thing I pride myself on in my agency is giving out amazing customer service. Um, we are, my, it's so much so that my team is even they're all about it too now. And I love that because I hate going into places and, you know, you're just, you're not getting the customer care that I feel like you deserve or mm -hmm. someone upset you. And now your whole day is ruined. And it, I mean, things happen, right? We're human, but at the same time, there's a certain level of standard that I hold in my office and I'm big, big, big on customer care. Let's take care of these customers because they're taking care of us. You could yeah. be anywhere else in the world and I appreciate you for being here. So um, that's a big deal for us. And I will say as a customer, um, that your your team is really phenomenal. Thank I mean, you. honestly, I've never I've never had a bad experience with you guys. You can mm -hmm. definitely tell the businesses that they take pride in their customer service, and and mm -hmm. I think that your you you have set the tone for that. And it's funny because you have one associate there that reminds me a lot of you when I talk to her. Like I'm like I, I'm like is everybody kid? says that. Yeah, like she because she's so enthusiastic. She's always enthusiastic. She's Sorry. just the sweetest. 
yes i love her i absolutely yes. love her and <laughs> yes you have to you almost have to imprint many yous around here because yeah. it is it starts at the, the top and if they see you coming in every day dragging yeah. right and you're coming in um unmotivated and you don't have it in you then what do you expect them to you know, there's so many different agents' offices. And I remember as a trainer dealing with a diff- different office, you could tell the type of environment based off of the leader. Oh, you yeah. could just tell. Yep, it you could tell the, the ones. Uh-huh. So yep. if you were just grumpy and unhappy, when I went and sat with your team, they were the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, if you were upbeat and driven and had that passion, I could see it in those team members. And a lot of those same team members now own their own agency. Yep. Yep. So it's almost like like you're, you're, you're feeding life into them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's twofold, right? Like you're helping your customers and I can tell that you're committed to um, or invested in seeing your team excel themselves personally, which is really, hey, you know, absolutely. nice. Yeah. Somebody did it for me, right? I right. Had the people in front yep. of me. That's what you said. Yep. You pay it forward. That's right. So that you mentioned was the business plan. And I know that you said that you, you know, kind of just started to do some research on how to even complete a business plan. So let's Mm -hmm. just say that I am, I've been nominated um, by, by, you know, my, my agency owner. How do you feel that your college degree um, and just your overall work experience leading up to the point where you had to interview and do a business plan, um, how do you think that contributed to that? And, and also, do you feel that, you know, with the right motivation, the average person could achieve the same thing without a degree? So I'm, I, let me make that distinction because I just want yes. to know how that plays into it. Absolutely. You say um, the average person. So I am the average person. People may not see that now because they're like, oh, my God, her face comes. I see it on Google and her face right. is on my mail. But when I sat down to do this, I was the average person. I still feel like the average person, right? right? It's like, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I trick people into giving me my own agency, right? (laughs) Um, But the reality of it is, is it is that grit and that drive. I I don't want to take away from my college experience because I believe that did prep me in a lot of ways to be able to receive information, right? I also got two more designations while I was in insurance. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like the masters of the insurance world. So I got my CPCU designation and my CLU designation, which made me even more knowledgeable in my, you have to study your craft, right? You have Mm -hmm. to study it to show yourself approved, right? To show that you are, um, not even just for the people who were looking at me for agency, but even for my customers. I want to I want to be knowledgeable of what it is that you guys are asking me or talking to me about. So the college education definitely helped. However, um, you don't have to have a college degree to be a State Farm agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the young lady in my office that you talked about that reminds you a lot of me, she doesn't have one in her. Um, she's an aspiring State Farm agent. And I believe with the right amount of hard work put into it and the drive and the determination and the passion that she has, she'll get there, right? Yeah. Like she, in here, she's learning the business acumen from me. She's learning the day-to-day, right? Which mm-hmm. she um, does really good with that part of it. And so it's really just the leadership part. Do you have it, right? Yep. I tell my team all the time, there's certain things I cannot teach you. But if you come with confidence, right, you have integrity and you have that drive, I'll teach you everything else. Oh, yeah. Right. But I can't give you those personality traits. So when it comes down to 
you know, like you said, a business plan. I was like, oh my goodness, I've never created a business plan before, degree mm-hmm. or not, right? right? Yeah. I just yeah. have never done that. And so it took me, of course, I reached out to some some of the different agents. I get called all the time from people who never met me before. Mm-hmm. They look me up or they Googled me and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about getting into this agency thing. Can I ask you a couple of questions? You just can't be afraid to get out there and um, network with people and find out where your resources are, right? Yeah. And so I just sat down, I Googled what business plans look like. I had a couple of agents send me there so I can kind of have some direction, some guidance. And another thing, if you're coming in Joe Blow off the street, like you said, Nicole Wright wants to have a State Farm agency. When you talk to that recruiter, one thing about State Farm is probably one of the best kept secrets out there. That recruiter helps walk you through a lot of these things. Wow. You know what I mean? It was very much so like, hey, um, here are the kind of things that we're going to be looking for in that business plan. Yeah. Make sure you address this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also they have a vested interest, obviously, right? To, to make sure that they're bringing in the best talent and that they are helping you also think through. Because I think that like, as you write a business plan, you know, for people who haven't written a business plan before, um, mm-hmm. it actually makes you realize things that you had never considered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're, right sure. there, you're like, wait a minute, I, that way, I didn't know that was an expense. Okay, like that, for that's sure. something especially that I have to about consider. The money. Yeah. Especially about yeah. the money. I know you want to talk about that, but that yeah. part is a it's huge because oh, yeah. you're not you're not used to dealing with that. So you're yeah. like, yep. It's how super, am I supposed to know? <laughs> and it's super intimidating um, to you know. I, I think that people we we hold business owners in a very high regard as we should, right? Because I think that business owners have taken a, a bet on themselves. Let's just say, right? And and mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who aren't willing to do that. But the reality is, is like you said business owners are regular people who literally mm-hmm. just bet on themselves, you know, and they were like, you know, worst case scenario, I see it, I know it, I'm going to go ahead and go with it and try it and see what mm-hmm. happens. And so, um, you know, I think that that's, it's, it's, it's exciting to hear you say, um, you know, that number one, you know, other agents were willing to help you um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, get you through the process and that the recruiter was was willing to help you. And obviously, you know, you have the built in natural talent, which is always helpful. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I just I just think that 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 helps people who are feeling intimidated um, and who are feeling, you know, sometimes you can feel hopeless. Like it's like it's something that you really want to do, but you don't trust yourself to do it. And so it's nice to hear that, you know, you you too consider yourself a regular person who just Absolutely. was committed, right, to getting it done. You were committed to and making still, sure that you got there. Yeah. And still committed, right? Because it yep. doesn't stop once oh, yeah. the doors open, right? There's a there are long days. There can be it can be a probably the most challenging thing I've ever had to do when safe to work for somebody else. Yeah, you know what I uh-huh. mean? It's very, yep. it's something very secure about that when you know you're going to get a check every, you know, first and 15th or whatever, yep. <laughs> weekly or by whatever it is, right? It's something very secure in that, oh, it comes with benefits and they're just there or, you know, I have a place to go to every day. But when all of the decisions lie on you mm-hmm. and every single thing falls on you, yep. that part can be the part that I feel like um, turns people away because they're a little they're a little nervous about that. These people are no sharper than me, faster than me, stronger than me. Mm-hmm. If they can figure it out, so can I. Yep. It's it's honestly, the, the self-confidence is one of the biggest first hurdles to get over. You know, mm-hmm. just believing in yourself. That's step one. Do so. you know how many people miss out on the opportunity behind five or $10? 
And I mean that by when I see, I, I've seen some amazing talent walk away from the opportunity because um, they didn't want to work at a state farm agent's office. Oh, they were chasing, you know, the $50,000 a year job, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they were chasing that because they were a little, con- they were nervous about the salary plus commission piece. And yeah. so, um, or even just a 100% commission piece on my end from the mm-hmm. owner standpoint, right? And yep. so it is, people are afraid of that. So they chase the dollar somewhere else, but they miss they miss the extra zero at the end yeah or the extra couple of zeros because they're they're afraid you know what I mean well it's hard to see um you know five ten years down the line Mm -hmm. it just it's it's not easy and I think that as a business owner what also tends to happen is there's a huge adrenaline rush getting a business going right like all Mm -hmm. of the busy work that goes with just getting this up and running um, to me, the real commitment happens when you are in that, um, you, like when, when you're in that, in that stride, right. Where everything's just working and everybody's doing their thing and to stay engaged and committed during that, that can be a struggle, at least for me, like with, you know, I, I own a business um, on the side and that is for me, um, the longer I've had it, the harder it is for me to stay focused on it. Keeping that same enthusiasm from beginning to end is a skill. Okay. So let's talk certifications. So so let's just say that I want to be an associate, right? So I just come in and I want to work at a state farm agency under a, a, an actual, um, you know, agent owner. What certifications go into that? Well, you have to start with your license and your okay. insurance license. And there's normally two main licenses here in Georgia, and that's your PNC license, which is your property and casualty, and then your life and health license, um, so that you're able to say sell auto home um, life and health right and so that's with agency too like you you again Nicole Wright goes to recruiter says she wants to be a state farm agent she has to get those licenses. each license takes 40 hours right okay. if you're doing absolutely nothing you can complete that in a week okay that's eight hours a day right we work 40 hours in a week so um well a lot of us um but you it is it's nothing, I think, right? But some people may need to pace themselves a little bit more. If you're working and you know you got kids and you got things going on, then you need to pace yourself a little bit more and mm-hmm. give yourself, you know, you can do online learning. I think they still do in class, like um, um, in person. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I in 2009 and I've just had them ever since. And you have to continue to, you have to do continuing education every 24 months. So every two years you have to get them renewed and you have to just take a couple of classes that you just do online. It's pretty straightforward. Once Mm -hmm. you pass, once you sit for the class for 40 hours, you schedule an exam with the state. Once you pass the exam, you send off your documents and your application to the state. And within a couple of days up to a week, they send you an email with your, your, uh, your licensing. You're, you're officially able to, talk about insurance, um, cover insurance with any, any insurance company, not just State Farm. Not oh, nice. Here at Kimberly okay. Park. So with the 40 hours, would you say that the average person, and I know I'm using average very loosely, um, but, you know, let's say that I already have a job. I have a full-time job and let's throw some kids in there just for, you know, good measure. I have to do these 40 hours within a three-month time span or can I truly pace you, myself and get this whenever I'm ready? You can do it whenever you're ready, but guess what? You can't start until you do. There's that. You can't work for me or, or, or start your own agency. You can't do any of that. 
mm-hmm. until you have a license. Okay. And so you can take as much time as you need to, but I don't know that we're going to wait. Right. 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 <laughs> so do you typically, so let me ask you this, like, are you recruiting, you know, team members that do not have a license and then you just put them through that course? Or are you, when you're going out to do, you know, if you're on Indeed, for instance, and you're mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. a new associate, do you look for someone who already has that license? Can I, Both. like, Okay, so I could I could potentially just say, you know, I'm just randomly today, I'm going to sign up to be an insurance, you know, to get an insurance license, and then I'll start to apply for for insurance um, positions. And obviously, I give you time, my team gets time to get that license. So I have a young guy starting with me. Um, As a matter of fact, he already has his license. So but normally, I give you time. to go ahead and get that license because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, ah, today I decided I'm going to go get my insurance license. I know I didn't, well, right? You never so know. I got hired on first. They gave me a job offer and then um, I had to get the license by, you know, before my right. start date okay. in order to get So to it's start. kind of like an onboarding process for, for, for I guess, mm-hmm. for most. Okay. So that that's fair. So um, is there a cost associated with getting, with like the course and then also with the exam? Yeah, you're looking at maybe total for both licenses and sending everything to the state and your um, test, maybe about four bucks. So it's like $99 for the course mm-hmm. um, and then for each course. And then it's like $100. Um, the state has to get their fee, of course. Yep. And then to sit for an exam, it's like 60 bucks. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, hearing this is mind blowing to me because I know I, I made this way bigger. And I think that I, I th- and this is really why I'm doing this, because I think that we make most things way bigger than yes. what their reality is to think that it could be $400 for me to literally go into a whole new career is yep. mind blowing to me. And um, here's the thing about that, Nicole, you, it is probably, and I mean this, one of the best kept secrets out there to be able to live the lifestyle of what most people think of like a doctor or lawyer, attorney mm-hmm. or whatever, without all the student loan debt. Do you yep. hear me? I know. It's a well-kept secret, but I'm trying to share the news for you. Yeah. And trust me when I, <laughs> when I tell you, we appreciate you because I mean, I honestly, I always, I always think about that because the reality is, is, you know, you have people that are coming out of school making, you know, let's say they're making six figures, but in reality, you kind of have to cancel out, right? Like the, for the first, let's say five, 10 years. And for a lot of people way longer, right. For them just uh-huh. paying back student loans that brings their salary significantly down. Okay, so as far as time commitment, what would you say, and, let's, and we can talk about this, you know, in, in, in two different ways, right? So from an associate, you know, I'm just working at a state farm office. Um, what is the time commitment that, that, that's expected of them? Are they remote? Are they in the office? Like what, what is your expectation or would you say is, is pretty par for the course for, for your uh, industry? They're in the office um, because they feed off of each other, right? And mm-hmm. so we do still have, while the pandemic has shown us something different, um, we were closed for it and the business kept going. And so mm-hmm. that's one thing I am blessed about. Um, that shows us that brick and mortar is not necessarily something that we need. But I'll tell you, I still get quite a few customers that come into the office, right? They still want to see our smiling faces. They still want to pick up some candy right. or a t-shirt or just to say, hey, and see how we're doing. They're used to that. And mm-hmm. so that becomes a part of what they do. Although we do quite a bit over the phone, most of the business we handle is over the phone you do still have people that want to come in. So we come in and, and we train together, we coach together. 
Um, they're here from 8.30 to 5.30, Monday through Friday. It it doesn't necessarily um, stop. Even now, when you see me, you know, uh, Nicole and I, truth be told, we used to go to school together, right? I was just kin <laughs> to her. Now, right. <laughs> when, when she sees me, I am the, ins- I'm her insurance agent, right? I'm, I'm, she's, I'm known for that. It's just, she's insurance now, right? It's instead of saying, hey, how you doing? People are like, hey, I had this claim. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, and that's outside of work. That's at church. That's yep. wherever I am. That's at the grocery store, Lord. That's like, there's, there's my insurance. I got a question, right? And so it starts to kind of become a part of you. So you do still have to make sure you give yourself that work-life balance. And I believe in that, not just with myself, but with my team. You had some agents, um, and I won't even just give you me. I'll just give you all around. There are some Mm -hmm. agents who are never in their offices, right? I can can only dream of that one day, right? You'll (laughs) never see them. You'll never see them. You're only dealing with their team. They got it set up, Nicole. That's mm-hmm. what I'll tell you. That it, The wheels are turning. It's a well-oiled machine, and that thing is working whether they are there or not. And that is the goal, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get into this to be in here all the time. If I'm being honest, that's not something that um, when I signed up for it, I said that, this is what I want to do as I, as I decide to have a family. And if I ever have kids, you know, right. God willing, I want to be able to be present. And so that is one of the reasons why I did this because regardless, I can jump in and out of here as much as I want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it may impact your business. Right. But if I decide, you know, I want to take a year off, I just won't even go in. I could do that. Right. Yeah. Yep. It could impact how the team is rolling. Because, <laughs> you know, um, when the boss is away, people might play a little bit right. more. But if you got a good staff, you got good team, and you got, you're treating them well, you could really disconnect from it all together. Mm-hmm. Me personally, um, you heard me say some ages, right? Then you have those of us who are newer in the game, right? So I just hit five years as an agent. Um, and that first few years, that first five to seven, you're going to grind. You're going to be in here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're not, that's a problem, right? right? It, it depends on how you want to see see it flourish, how you want to see it grow, right? So I have early mornings. Sometimes I'm in here um, at 5 a.m. Sometimes I don't get in here until 11. But on the days that I'm in here at 11 or I get here at 2 or 1 or whatever, I'm probably, I probably did some stuff on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I stay, I stay, I'm here late getting things together. And so it's the working in the business and working on the business. Those are two separate things and they both commitment from you. Working on the business is the day to day is, is being in touch with my team, what's going on, being in front of the customers. I do that a lot. Um, but you never know. I mean, I had a house fire at three o'clock in the morning. I'm there in my slippers and my robe, writing out a check, right? Now, mm. it doesn't mean it's going to always happen that way, but there are times where things happen and, and that's just, that's, that's how I'm wired a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, and then working on the business is a set of time because that's when, you know, I like to do that when everybody's gone, when (laughs) I can just take a second to breathe. Right. And nobody's asking me a question or the phone is ringing because everybody asked for me. Right. Um, Because I'm the staple. Right. And that's what they're used to. And so now I got to work on, you know, payroll. Right. Um, the bookkeeping, you got to do the reports, you got to figure out, 
um, expenses, that's the part that people don't see, right? They see your name on the sign, they see you on the billboard, but they don't understand the oil in the alabaster box, right? What it took and what you're putting in on a day-to-day basis. So I don't want to scare anybody away from it. Like, oh my gosh, she works a lot. So I don't want to do this because also there are agents who um, are on the golf course all day or, Mm -hmm. or live in a totally different state managing their um, there are 20 something properties yeah. that they, that this, this opportunity has been able to afford them to be able to do. Right. So it just all depends on how much you want to jump in and out of it. But I do believe on the front end, it does require a bit of a time commitment. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. And um, I think the interesting part is that, you know, as we kind of grow in, in, in this techno in this technical uh, world, right? And it'll be really interesting, you know, like you say, to see where it leads you, you know, in the future, as far as like how hands on you have to be um, versus how important it is for you just to hire the right talent to manage it mm-hmm. for you. You know what I mean? Because even that, that is its own thing. That's a big deal because you think about um, agents that have been around 20, 30, 40, 50 years, um, they're on, if, if an agent is on the tail end of their career and they're like, okay, well, at this point I could just coast, whereas I have to think, um, God willing, I live to see it 20, 30, 40 years in the, in the, in the future, not in the rear. Right. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I have to think, wow, there, there is a new generation, right? That door to door stuff doesn't work anymore. Right. That coming in the office isn't working anymore. As you see, um, you know, my team, they're a little bit, um, they've gotten me a little bit on social media and they got me, <laughs> You know, having a little fun here in the office and to, to because you have to now appeal to a different, a, a totally different um, uh, dynamic of people and how they and how they move. And so I have to be willing to be flexible and in, in, in how I, you know, market my business and how I handle my business and, you know, um, what we offer. Because, yeah, you wanted to come into the office. Some people do like to have that conversation on the phone mm-hmm. and we have to train our brain that's okay because once upon a time I would be like are you kidding me it's like giving you a haircut over the phone right doesn't make any sense right you need right. to be here you need to see this and so now we have other ways we can zoom people do virtual appointments with us all the time where they can just see us and they never even have to step foot in this office yeah which is awesome let's talk income so if I am a associate that works in your office Mm-hmm. Um, what can I expect? I mean, you can either, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you want to go from an annual perspective or from a, um, or from a monthly perspective, what yeah. is an average income for, for someone who just wants to be a, an insurance, um, associate? I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling them an associate, but what's the official name for the, for your team, for so your team members? They could be team members is okay. usually what we call. So you have customer care in my office and then you have sales in my office. Okay. My sales team is going to make a little bit more just because they have the salary plus commission piece and that commission is unlimited, right? So the amount of people that you're bringing in, how much business are you able to bring in? If you're growing the business, it's like having a little small business within a business. Actually, it's like, hey, I can make as much as I want to Mm -hmm. for just the amount amount of people, how how much drive I have. And if I sit here and do nothing all day, then I'm just going to make my base salary. And usually Mm -hmm. that ranges um, with with sales. It's going to a little bit on the lower end because it's salary plus commission. I think that scares a lot of people because mm-hmm. they usually want, I want to lock in a higher salary, but your salary is actually going to be on the lower side because 
we're really just paying you to be here because you right. showed up, right? <laughs> right, exactly. We're, um, but the work comes in with you actually bringing in new customers. So on the base salary end, you're looking at maybe 30000 and up um, just on the base plus your commission, which again is unlimited. So you could make, you know, the average person um, is going to make about, you know, anywhere from an extra 15 to 20, maybe even 30000 on top of that. Oh, wow. So... Look, we're looking at, you know, between forty five and sixty thousand dollars is kind of the earning potential for Absolutely. Um, a, a sales associate within within mm-hmm. your office. And then what about somebody who would be considered customer care? They're usually going to start around the same, maybe about okay. thirty two, thirty three. Um, but they're not going to maybe even between thirty three and thirty six. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to, and I shouldn't say this because I know some customer service reps who have mastered the art of, um, hey, I see you got your home with us, but you don't have your auto with us. Right. Can I quote yeah. that for you? Right. So, and they make just as much, if not more, than the sales team because they've mastered that part. But I yes, agree. that's about the range for your customer service rep. So, your customer care or your customer service rep, you're saying that although you know, their title is customer care, they still really do have the ability to, to add a commission to that. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that's everybody has the ability to climb the ladder. So they may even want to move over to sales. Okay. Or like I have an office manager, Um, there's Mm -hmm. leadership roles in my office, things like that. So everybody rows in this boat. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So talk to me about like from an agency owner perspective and, and I want to, um, if you can just kind of, I guess, briefly help us to understand like the cost of doing business. Right. And, and in fact, before we go there, can you help me to understand, you know, and I know that you walked into, you know, an, an existing agency of, of someone who um, retired, but like, what is, is there a cost associated with just like a, a startup cost? You know, when you walk into someone else's office and take over, do you take over their lease? Do you like, is there a, a cost to even like purchase their books or like, how does that work? Um, but I'm so glad you asked about that, the, especially the startup cost, because I found that um, one of the main questions I'm asked the most is what does it cost to start an agency or what do I need to have in the bank to have an agency? The recruiters will tell you, and oftentimes when State Farm is looking for you, they're going to ask you, they're going to dig into your finances. So you got to be ready for that part. And the reason for that is they want to know that, um, can you sustain if you don't bring home a check? Mm-hmm. immediately right just like with any business owner so you there are oftentimes you know my team comes first that they've gotten paid and I haven't right yeah. <laughs> so when that happens right because they have to get paid you have to pay payroll right yep. Yep. so what happens when that happens and you don't take home um, a check can you still sustain do you have yep. anything in your savings what does that look like right and um, I remember and I know why that question is so prevalent because I remember asking that. Well, yeah. what's the dollar amount? What's the right. amount, right? You want to know the dollar amount. Nobody could ever tell me what that number was. I've heard some people say, oh, you want to have a $50,000 cushion. You want to have a $100,000 cushion. This is what you want to do. So no, you don't have to buy a book of business with State Farm. So you don't have to do that. But what happens is you do need to be able to, I like to say, whatever your monthly bills are at your home, mm-hmm. you want to have, you know, three or four months of that saved up, 
Yeah. So that in the event you're not able to pay yourself, you can still sustain your life. I remember when I first started agency, and I'm just being totally transparent here. Um, a lot of the people that were getting their agents, their agencies came from money. Mm-hmm. They came from, they already had some stuff, right? Right, right. It, it didn't look like that around here, right? Yeah, and so yeah. I remember saying, when they asked me the money question, you know, what do you have saved up? Um, I said, well, I have about $10,000 in PTO that I haven't used. <laughs> That's going to get cashed out, right? Yep, yep. And I said, like Liam Neeson, I have a special set of skills <laughs> and a really special credit score. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and if I need some money, I could go get it. Right. Yeah. And so yep. it's not just necessarily that you have to have the funds, but even being able to have access to the oh, funds yeah. in the event. I mean, there's startup costs. Some people do a build out. Nicole, I was so blessed. I didn't have to do any of that. The, mm-hmm. the guy that was retiring, no, I didn't think I was going to get his office. You asked me, um, how how do you do you just take it over no you have to do everything yourself you have to find a location you have to find a um a building or an office space that you're going to rent or buy Mm -hmm. you have to um, get your your team together and payroll is probably the most the biggest expense that most of us have um you got to keep the lights on you got to do marketing all of those things cost money right and in my case um, he, the, the building was going to be vacant. Nobody else wanted it. Right. And so mm-hmm. I was able to negotiate a really good rent and I was able to walk right into it without having to necessarily go somewhere else and do a full build out. Right. And build outs can usually cost about 20 to 25,000. When you walk into a blank office space, mm-hmm. say in a strip mall or something, um, uh, you're going to have to build that out into an office and that can cost you 18 grand, 25 grand just to build it into, you know, put your size up, build office, little mini offices inside of that office, you know, all the things that you need to make that functional. Um, so let me ask you ahead. this real quick. Does, yeah. do you, I mean, I know that we talked about earlier that, you know, there's value in the brick and mortar, but is there a case for, you know, when you're talking to the recruiter, is there a case for we plan on being completely Remote? virtual? Yeah. Like, is no, that an option? Yet. Okay. No, not yet. So you have to be able to, State Farm is big on making sure that their customers' needs are met. And okay. so for the customers that don't want to do virtual, you got to have a location they can got it. do. Okay. So remember earlier when I said that they were, um, State Farm was a really good resource for kind of like walking you through things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get a signing bonus. Okay, nice. Uh-huh. So you get a signing bonus when you become an agent. I don't know if it's changed since I was an agent. I want to say it was 25000 okay. And so with that signing bonus, you can do your build out. You can nice. take your whole signing bonus and cover your build out or um, pay up your rent or or put down on a building or things of that nature. Oh, that's so awesome. You, yeah. Yeah. See? See? Yeah, see? No, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. One I appreciate it. kept secrets, right? Seriously, yeah. I mean, because honestly, that that could be a blocker for somebody, right? Like, I want to do mm-hmm. this, but where am I going to find $20,000? <laughs> we'll give it to you. you we'll know? get you started. Right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's incredible. So that's good to know. Um, and, then, and then again, you mm-hmm. have to be, have the ability. You want to keep your credit straight. Um, those of you that are um, considering something like this, you want to be working on that because you want to be able to have access. Um, there are some having a business is not necessarily a cheap thing. It's, oh, yeah. There are expenses that come with it. Everybody's got to be paid. Your 
your accountant, your bookkeeper, your team, the lights, the water, all these fees that the government comes out of nowhere. And there's a fee for this and a fee for that. And all of a sudden you need all of these different you know, business licenses. You need all these different things with them, right? And so you need to be able to have access to if you can't, you know, and, and there are a lot of people that go in debt in the first few years of agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blessed that that wasn't my story, but it, it can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because they do have to pay for their build outs and all these things. And the marketing alone, like I want to blast insured by Kim everywhere, right? Right. That costs money. Um, that costs money to be able to do those things. So you want to be making sure that your credit um, is in a good enough place so that if you need to go take out a business loan, you could. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from an agency standpoint, what is typical from a salary um, point of view as an agency so you, owner? So usually if you're going to take over a book of business, um, State Farm isn't going to make you too fat at first, right? So you're <laughs> not going to, they're not going to come in and just not do anything, right? right? Like um, we got to keep you so, humble. <laughs> you to keep you a little keep humble. humble. Yeah, let you build. Um, so if you take over uh, an agency, obviously they're not going to give you, say you have an agency, like in my case, um, when he left, he had been an agent for about 40 years. I didn't get the entire book of business, right? Okay. I, it was split between um, three of us, mm-hmm. three, four of us, um, different agents um, in Tucker. So it goes like that. And so um, it's, it's, it's weird to understand, just say that you get a book of business that um, brings you in maybe 150000 250000 somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. But then you have to figure out your expenses out of right. that, right? right? How much mm-hmm. you're going to pay your team. You know, you got um, four team members. That's going to eat up half of that, right? And so yep. you got to be able to, so how much do I want to grow? How much business do I want to write so that I can... Um, how long would it take me to double my income? Now, if you start scratch, that's a little bit different. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're starting from ground zero, right? So you're yep. you're starting from everything that you write, you know, that's how you make your that's how you earn your money. And mm-hmm. so the way that they're able to help you with that is if you write over a certain amount every month, like a certain amount of premium every month, then they'll give you a little bit of cushion. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't scratch, but I, I want to say that they may, let's just say that number is 10,000. Like, Hey, we'll give you a little cushion every month. If you decide that if you're able to, you know, um, get in here and grind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One last question that I would have for you is, um, what, what advice would you give for, like, I think about, I guess, think about this in two ways. If, if there was a young adult, right. Who is like, I, I think that I want to go down the path of insurance. What advice would you give them? And then what advice would you give to someone who is already, um, you know, an established adult, but looking for a career change. And they think this might be something that would fit their needs. Um, so I would tell the, the first person, the, the young, the young kid to um, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Shoot your, you know, go for the gusto and <laughs> get in an agent's office if you can, um, because I just feel like having that experience is just, you know, it just makes a huge difference. I, there are some super successful agents that came externally mm-hmm. um, from different um, lines and different areas of business, um, but those who already kind of had a little bit of a, of a, some experience. I feel like we kind of have a leg up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so I would definitely say get into an agent's office. Hey, come see me. I'm always <laughs> looking for some good talent. Someone who's already in a career, um, I would say don't sell yourself short um, because I felt real safe in my, even at my corporate job with State Farm. It was mm-hmm. so safe. I was like, man, this is the best job ever. I'm making 60000 I live by the beach. I got a little company car. Mm-hmm. You know, I work from home Monday and Friday. It's easy to get comfortable with that because it's an amazing gig. Um, but again, I, I might have missed out. I would have missed out big time um, on a completely different life. I've, I've done things and went places that I just, I never would have even been able to imagine before. So mm-hmm. it's been a blessing and you just can't be afraid to take a step to the side, right? Don't look at it as a step back or any of that, even if it's a little bit lower in income because the potential mm-hmm. is is just so great. Yep. I agree. Well, thank you so much. So honored that you would have me. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Of course. I want you to know I'm really proud of you. I really am. I think that when you're a very ambitious person, you don't realize how your ambition feeds other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you don't realize that you're just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing this for me and my family and this, that, and the other. But you don't realize that like other people are looking at you like wow you know what I mean like look at her like this is amazing is she and and especially when you have known that person for a long time so you know they're a normal person keep doing what you're doing because not only are you you know obviously having an impact on your own you know future of yourself and your family but you are unknowingly or maybe knowingly having an impact on everybody around you so congratulations on your success thus far and I look forward to what's to come that means so much to me I appreciate you so much All right, guys, so I thoroughly enjoyed this discussion with Kim. I must say, I'm quite shocked that the requirements to start such a prestigious career are so within reach. I mean, we're talking about a six-figure career with endless earning potential that we really would have to liken to a franchise from a marketing perspective, since you're pretty much granted instant consumer confidence just because you're affiliated with such a large company. Not just that, but the fact that they're willing to offer you a signing bonus to cover the majority of startup costs, I mean, you really can't beat that. Kim gave us such great insight into how to get started down this career path, and I hope that you guys found value in what she shared. If you want to get in contact with Kim for your insurance needs, you can visit her at insuredbykim.com. Again, she's located in Tucker, Georgia. But she's licensed uh, to serve anyone in the state of Georgia and soon anywhere in the United States. Thanks so much for listening and please subscribe if you found this episode useful. Also, please tell your friends if you think that they could benefit from the information shared on this podcast. Until next time, take care.